Thanks for hanging out. We have a massive show today. We have Garth Brooks and Trisha Yearwood, Chris Stapleton, Chuck Wicks. Woo! This is, big a, day. this is a big boy. Come on. This is what they call a whale. Yeah. This is that big. It's a whale of a show. <laughs> Morning, studio. Morning. Morning. Well, why don't we start with this? So, Raymundo does this bit where he DMs people all in a category and see who will DM, back, DM him back first. Raymundo, what was the category this week? It was country artists over 40 years of age. So, he sent five country artists who are over 40 years of age a DM on Instagram. What did the DM say? Hey, comma, are you there? Your options are <laughs> Cheryl Crow, age 58. Okay. Love Cheryl Crow. I should just say we love all these people, okay? Faith Hill, 53. Jennifer Nettles from Sugarland, 46. Craig Campbell, 41. Sarah Evans, 49. So the category was country artists over 40. Which one was the first one to respond? By the way, the only one to respond? Yeah, it was just one. Okay. Four of this five either didn't look in their comments or they were too cool for mm-hmm. school. Do we have clips of these artists? Yep. Okay, think about it for a second. First off, Cheryl Crow. Lives here in town. Big fan of the show. Yeah, she's a great person. Missouri born and bred. <laughs> Faith Hill. Come on. So kind. Like calls Amy at home sometimes. I saw her at Whole Foods one time. Nice. Jennifer Nettles from Sugarland. I've not seen her at Whole Foods. I haven't seen her in a long time either. Uh, Craig Campbell. Lord, when I die, Come on, jam. I want to live on the outskirts of heaven. Or Sarah Evans, who has a new project out right now. By the way, I don't know the answer to this. Sarah Evans has a project out right now, new project out right now. So, could be a thing. All right, guys. Who is it? Who is the only one to respond? I'll go to you first, Amy. Cheryl Crow. Why so? I don't know. I just, I know she's so nice. So I'm thinking if she happened to be looking in her DMs, she would reply. Lunchbox? It's easy. Four of these are chicks, and they're thinking this dude's creeping on me, coming into my DMs, and they... That's a great point. They absolutely ignore him because he doesn't have a blue check mark. He's just some random... Ray doesn't have a blue check mark? (laughs) Not on Instagram, no chance. You don't have a blue check mark. I had to switch my name, so I lost the blue check mark. I don't have it on Twitter or Instagram. Did you ha- ever have it on Instagram? Yeah, I had it on uh, Twitter, I believe. Never on Instagram. Wow. Okay. okay so-, so I think they all think he's a creepy dude just coming into their DMs. So that, therefore, I'm going with Craig Campbell. Okay, Eddie. It's good. 100%. No doubt it is Craig Campbell. He's very active on social media. I follow him. He's the one who responded. Morgan? I mean... Jennifer Nettles is always on social media, and I always see her interacting with people. So, and she's super nice. So, I'm gonna go with Jennifer Nettles. To me, it's Sarah Evans or Craig Campbell because Sarah Evans has a project, like a new one. They're really hustling, mm-hmm. and Craig Campbell is just a really nice guy who we know well. Yeah, I'm going Craig Campbell too. Good one. I think we got it. We have three Craigs, a Cheryl Crow, and a Jennifer Nettles. Now we have the person on the line. Oh. They have a Nashville cell phone number. Okay. You have the person on the line? Mm Mm-hmm. Ray's DM artist, will you please (laughs) introduce yourself? What's happening? Yeah! 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 Craig Campbell, baby! Yes! (laughs) What's up, Craig? How you been, bud? Man, I've been well, and I gotta I gotta make a correction. 
Raymundo did not say, hey, comma, are you there? It said, hey, you there. So I didn't know if he was saying, hey, are you there? Or it's like, hey, you there. <laughs> I didn't, it was like, so I, and I told Mindy, my wife, about it. And I said, uh, I, I don't know if this is the real Ray. Raymundo, I don't even know. So uh, I, I said, I'm just going to hit him back and say, hey, yeah, I'm here. <laughs> and, and so, Ray, did you respond to him again or just leave him floating? <laughs> I left him float away. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me say this about our buddy Craig Campbell. Uh, four songs released this year, It's About Time, All My Friends Drink Beer, Fly My Country Flag, and this track. This is uh, his current track, Talk Country to Me. Here you go. Hey, baby, won't you take me down to old Kyle Creek? That's country music right there. That's good. Yeah, Craig, tell me about that song, man. Man, I think jam. It does. Uh, uh, we, you know, that when when I first started writing that song with uh, with my buddies Adam Sanders and Derek George, I the, the title was I had a title called Talk Southern to me, and uh, the more we started working on it, I was like, man, I don't want to alienate anybody that's not you know from the South. So we just we it it turned into Talk Country to me, and I just. Uh, I think we, I think we wrote it good. I do too. Hope everybody checks it out, and also appreciate you uh, responding to Ray's DM and then hopping on the air with us. <laughs> Man, I'm, I'm glad he, ta- I'm glad he chose me. And uh, the category over forty, yes, I'm. I'm uh, <laughs> but you were the I'm youngest on that, though. <laughs> yeah, you, I'm, yeah, listen, I I'm forty-two now. I'm not forty-two. I'm forty no. <laughs> as well. But so 40 I as well. Yeah. Oh yeah. All right, there he is, our buddy Craig Campbell. Let's go. Check out Talk Country to Me. All right, Greg, good to talk to you, bud. Yeah, man, you too. All right, see you later. Uh, nice job, everybody, nice job. All good people, though. Of course. They're all a winner, except not really. <laughs> so that means today, Craig is Mr. Country Music. That's right. Yeah. We already hung up on him. We can't even award him in oh, person because no. we already disconnected. On the phone right now in Virginia is Christopher. Christopher, welcome to the Bobby Bone Show. What's going on? Uh, Morning, studio. Morning. Morning. All right, so I have a girlfriend that lives in Michigan. I met her online about two years ago, um, and I didn't really tell any family about it because she's like three years younger than I am, and I'm 21 now, so we kind of were keeping it hush because, you know, people kind of freak out when they they hear about a younger girl with an older guy. Or or people freak out when they hear something illegal going on, but I'm not sure that that, that if she's 17 and... (laughs) If she's 16 and you're 19, is that legal where you are? Uh, well, it's legal if the parents say that it's okay. But did the parents say it was okay? Yes. Okay, they, there I we mean, go. They still are, at, uh, like, they, they want to meet me, so that's why I'm calling it because I need advice on this. So okay, go ahead. My grandparents, my grandma says that I should take someone with me because I'm flying alone. I've never flown alone before. And she says I need to take someone with me because I don't know these people that I'm going to meet. Now, personally, I think that, you know, it's the whole reason that you go to meet someone's parents. You go because you don't know them and you'd like to get to know them. And I think it's weird to take someone along with you and then just kind of sit there awkwardly as you interact with, you know, her parents. Yeah, yeah. Amy, what was your question, by the way? I was just confirming the ages. Okay. Well, I got confused when the different ages were thrown around, and then you said 16, and I was like, what? No, 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 not that. He's 21, <laughs> she's 18, right. which mm-hmm. is fine, by the way. Yes, totally fine. Let me back that up three years. If he's 18 and she's 15, 
which that wait, happens. Wait, hold on. But is that a thing, or was it was she sixteen when you met? She was actually sixteen when we first met. Sixteen and nineteen. I have oh, no problem. No, no, no. no. Sixteen she, and nineteen. That means she was what a sophomore or junior in high school, and you were out of high school. No, I actually started late, so I actually was a uh, freshman in high school. Believe it or not, at nineteen. Um, yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, listen. I mean, whatever. I mean, that's illegal. That's not. I guess that's not your fault. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So the the question though is, should he take someone to meet her family? It's Bobby Bones, world class advice giver. We're gonna remove all the numbers from this story. (laughs) Go and I can't wait for this. And just no, 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 because part of every relationship is that awkward hour day when you have to meet the parents for the first time. It is a rite of passage for being in any relationship. Yeah, it stinks. Even if it goes well, it's still awkward. It's still like, oh, I really like them, but you're still just minding your P's and Q's a little so much that it doesn't feel like you can quite be yourself. It's supposed to be like that. That makes you a better person. No. I don't care if you're flying across the country, taking a train. You don't take anyone with you. It's not even a... just absolutely not. So if it's a safety thing, if you're worried about them murdering you, you probably shouldn't be dating her. Right. <laughs> if you think she has a family of murderers, but I don't think you feel that way. So no is the answer. How do you feel about that, Christopher? It actually makes me feel a little bit better because, I mean, I wasn't going to listen to my grandma either way. I was actually just going to go for it. But I just wanted to see what other people's opinion would be on this topic. I think nine times out of ten you listen to your grandma. I think this is probably something that was happening when she was a kid and she's still holding on to it. There's nothing wrong with that. But I think you should feel awkward. You should feel the pressure of having to perform in front of relatives or potential new relatives. So, no, you don't take anyone with you. Amy, would you agree with that? Yeah, I agree. I mean, your girlfriend will be with you, right? Yeah. Yeah, so you're fine. What site did you meet her on? Like bluesclues.com or ABC Mouse? Yeah. <laughs> the the kid that opens the eggs, his, his what is it? We both, we both play games, and we actually met each other on a server, and we just kind of started talking from there. That makes sense. <sighs> <sighs> Amy's struggling with the age thing. I'm, I'm being honest struggling. with you, Okay, I don't understand the school. I thought maybe you met her at school, but now I know that you were a 21-year-old gamer that no, met— No, no. He's 21 now. Oh, I can't keep up. You were a 19-year-old gamer that met a 16-year-old yes. gamer? What's yeah. your struggle with that? Well, because I still, because I struggle with this, this, uh, her being where she is in school and him being out of school. I see it as like where I was in high school. Like if someone in my, if I was 16, was dating a freshman in college. That there were always weird. girls that were dating a couple years older than them, though, in high school. Yeah, I know. It just gets weird once they graduate. But I guess he didn't. He was a freshman at 19. Well, Christopher, this has been a long, convoluted tale. Yeah, sorry. But we've gotten to the end. And good luck. You don't need to take anyone with you. You shouldn't take anyone with you. Tell your grandma you still love her and go about your way, okay? All right. Thank you guys so much. Will you? When is this meeting? I actually leave November 6th and I come back on the 9th. Are you staying at her house, her family's house? No, I'm actually staying in a hotel that's like five minutes from her house. Great. Love that. Because you can at least take a breath. Mm -hmm. And you can go number two. Because if you're at her house... (laughs) You can't, what are you supposed to do? You got to like time it just right. So, okay, good move. Do us a favor. Call us after this is all over and let us know how it went. Absolutely. Because I'm curious. Do they know you're three years older than her or you always were? Yeah. Okay. 
All right. Good good story. Hope we helped you. Talk to you soon. All right. Thank you. All right, Christopher. There he is. You know, we're just helping out one life at a time. Sure. Oh boy, oh yeah. Boy. Bobby Bones, world-class advice giver. I don't quite know how to feel about that. Sounds a little shady, but let's go. Let's I'm not ahead. sure oh. how. I don't know if it's shady or not, <laughs> but that bothers me. I don't think it is, but the fact that it's just a little bit creeping into my head. Uh-huh. Right. It's definitely not. Like, it's, later in life, three years is nothing. Amen. But there's a real, a weird window of like, <laughs> yeah. Amen. Yeah. How many years? Some of us you are mature. Caitlin? Listen, Caitlin's a lot more mature than I am, and and she's uh, not eleven years and nine months. So uh, yeah, <laughs> which is weird. Sometimes she go, you know, when I was in first grade, and I'm like, don't do that. Oh. Dang, I was in college. Don't do that. Yeah, yeah. Or when not you cool. when you were eleven years and eight months, you won't even born yet. Yeah, no. Okay, oh, that's not cool either. <laughs> that's weird. Fun Fact Friday. Over to Amy, who has gathered some fun facts, and every week we get the most fun facts of the week. Here we go. Number five. So owls don't have eyeballs. They have these fixed eye tubes, which requires that they move their entire head to look in different directions. That's why an owl does that. Yeah. Interesting. It's because he can't. Have eyeballs. He or she, they can't move their eyeballs. Huh. Number four. So fancy ketchup is an actual USDA grade and the highest grade. Ketchups are rated by color, consistency, defects, and flavor. <laughs> I thought fancy just meant. I was getting like the the, the, the snootiest. Uh, Who's you, your, what, name the, your favorite ketchup. The rich people like it. And I was like, you know what? <laughs> into this fancy ketchup. Um, I don't know. I don't really have one. Heinz. Heinz. Whataburger and the little. Oh, okay. Yes. You're right. Whataburger. And the little. Yeah. Uh, Whataburger wins, but not everybody has access to that. So then I go Heinz for a grocery store. Yeah, whatever's on the aisle first. <laughs> yeah. I find most ketchup tastes pretty good regardless. Yeah. Number three. So Friends is the most popular show that people in other countries watch to help themselves learn English. What's the deal? Oh, that's Seinfeld. <laughs> <laughs> the number two show for this is The Simpsons. Okay. And I really feel like my kids, when they came from Haiti and they were learning English, TV shows helped them so much. And another thing that's been so helpful is they listen to songs and watch the lyrics on YouTube at the same time. And that's been huge, too. Can this be any more fun? Yeah. <laughs> that's what I was going for earlier. Number two. Tom Hanks's brother, Jim Hanks, does the voice of Woody in everything except the Toy Story movies. He handles the video games, the dolls, the TV specials, everything else. And here's his brother uh, doing the Tom Hanks voice. Hey, 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 hey. There it is. There's Tom right there. Hi, I'm Tom Hanks. But that's not Tom Hanks. Generic version. So, like, Tom Hanks does the movies, but then he gets his brother to do all the other stuff, which is kind of really nice because I'm sure it helped. It's lucrative. It's like honey shapes. It wasn't honeycombs, and I had to go to the bottom of the aisle to get it because it was a cheaper cereal. It was in the bag? Yeah, it was on the bag. (laughs) Jim Hanks is honey shapes. (laughs) Not honeycombs. Yeah. Honey shapes. And there was no maze on the back of the box, no prize. (laughs) You just had a bag. All right, final fun fact. Number one. So Merv Griffin originally wrote the theme song for Jeopardy as a lullaby for his son called A Time for Tony. After he decided to use it for the show, he changed the name to Think. This song has probably made people as much money as any song Mm -hmm. ever. I would imagine it's got to be in the top 10% of money-making songs. Because every time it plays on the episode, it gets paid itself. And that's every time they think, right? 
right now I'm thinking <laughs> that's the that's name getting of paid. Yes. Yeah, but now parents know they maybe could throw that on if they're trying to get their baby to go to sleep. But when your kid's two and is one to hit the daily double, you know something. <laughs> Fun fact Friday. Bobby Bones The latest from Nashville and Hollywood. Morgan number two's 30 Second Skinny. Lady A released the deluxe version of their 2012 holiday album. Here's one of their new songs, Christmas Through Your Eyes. Cam shared a new album. It's called Other Side. Here's a song on it called Forgetting You. In a crowd I could swear Performers for the CMA Awards were announced. Eric Church, Luke Combs, Miranda Lambert, Maren Morris, Florida Georgia Line, Rascal Flatts, and Ashley McBride are just some of the performers. Plus, hosts Reba McIntyre and Darius Rucker will perform a tribute collaboration together. The show airs November 11th on ABC. I'm Morgan number two. That's your skinny. It's time for the good news. With Lunchbox. Tell me something good. Sam and Eli are two fourth graders. They're playing in the creek right next to their soccer field when they find a purse. And they start looking through the purse, and it has an ID, credit cards, gift cards. Like, man, they give it to their mom. Mom, I don't know whose purse it is, but we found it in the creek. And they look the lady up on Facebook, find her address, and they show up at her door and say, Here, here's your purse that we found in the creek. Turns out the purse was stolen three years ago mm. when she was at the soccer field watching her son play soccer. Three years ago. Yeah. Wow, and it's like Eddie found that purse where that girl had been robbed here. It's almost the same story. Went on Facebook, found the person, then she ended up DMing. We gave she reunited with her purse. Wow. That had gotten stolen that weekend. Not that long, but that weekend. Did she weekend. have cards in her purse? She had an ID. Yeah, she had cards, IDs, credit cards, all sorts of stuff. All in it? Yep. You were sure to take pictures of it and use it for your own personal. <laughs> no, I no, did okay, not. Just <laughs> all right, that's a great story. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Bobby Bone Show. Bonehead. Story of the day. This story comes to us from Glide, Oregon. Police were called in the middle of the night that someone had broken into a home. The homeowner's like, oh my gosh, they were in my fridge. The fridge is wide open. Police respond, can't find anybody. And as they're driving back to the station, there's a guy walking down the street with a gallon of milk and a can of beets. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. And it was him. I'm Lunchbox. That's your bonehead story of the day. The Friday Morning Conversation with Chuck Wicks. What's up, dude? How are you? It's good to see you. We have a big announcement to make. Do you want to make it or you want me to make it? I want you to make it because more people listen to you than me. Well, they're listening to us both right now. That's right. By the way, uh, country superstar Chuck Wicks is in studio right now, and he has a new podcast called Talk to Chuck, and you can now listen to people talking to you. That's right. And the crowd goes wild. Yeah. <laughs> it's happening. We're but here. He was the lead clapper on that. Yes, Got to lead the pack. That's true. Hey, so what is this new show, Talk to Chuck? What's it about? Uh, if you love country music, you can talk to Chuck. That's me. So celebrities, so athletes. Uh, it can be, of course, country musicians. It can be, uh, you know, star. It can be like an actor, actress, anybody. And it can also be you that's listening right now. We have a number that you can call. I don't have it right offhand, but I stole one of your girls. You're extremely prepared. We like that about you. I, I No, I stole phone screener Abby. Oh, yeah. She's producing your show. Yeah. Phone yeah. screener Abby is part of the show. She has all the numbers, so we'll have to dig deep for that. <laughs> uh, who's on your right now? Who's the episode up? Uh, Sean Johnson. Olympic, Olympic gold medalist. That's right. 
and Dancing with the Stars champion. Oh, yeah. And Chug did Dancing with the Stars. You guys know that? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I remember that. That's right. Guess who did better? <laughs> That's right. Well, yeah, you definitely did better. I'll tell you, Chug did come to the, uh, and Chuck was still working on his other radio show, but Chuck and I have kind of been friendly for a long time. And I was in the trailer, and you kind of know what the vibe is there. Mm-hmm. And so Chuck was like, hey, I'm I'm here. And I was like, well, come on back. So he come and hang out with me at the trailer before I went and danced. And it was terrifying for both of us. Yeah, it was terrifying. I could tell I when I was seeing you back because it was still early on in your season yeah. when I saw you, and I could I could see that you were still had the jitters a little bigger. Like I don't know what I'm gonna do. I never lost the jitters. Yeah, they they were there. I never felt good about a single dance ever. Did you? Same's. Uh, yeah, you know what it threw me off was the um, I don't know how to explain it. Like when you're when you're practicing before you start, you're in these little tiny rooms, right? And you get used to the depth perception. And then when you start dancing in that big ballroom, the depth perception threw me off. So I was so used to seeing a wall. Like if I did a turn or something, I was so used to seeing a wall closer to me. Now I was like way far away. So I felt like almost off balance. Is that why you lost? That's why I got fifth place. That's right. Uh, The walls. It was the walls. It was the walls fault. You may know Chuck from a couple of things. Mm -hmm. Uh, First, how about this? The song that I bet people play at their weddings nonstop. Yeah. Is this true? I, I think so. Have you ever played it at a wedding for anyone? Yeah, so Stealing Cinderella, the first one out of the gate for me, it was not even in the top 40 at the time. And uh, a guy named Coach Fulmer, Philip Fulmer for the Tennessee Vols. See, I grew up in Delaware. We have the University of Delaware Blue Hens. I mean... I, I respect... It's, you know, we're on in Dover. I, I respect that. We have the only female mascot in college football. Good think, for you. Stronger. Think, you know what I'm saying? Higher pain tolerance. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> we could take a hit. Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't know too much about UT until coach Philip Fulmer says, you want to sing at my daughter's wedding? I'm like, sure. Why not? I might get a little press and get me going. I went there and that's when I knew how special the song was. Cause I saw this, you know, coach that has been on so many big stages in his life, you know, these big arenas and football stadiums. And here he is just crying as he's dancing with his daughter. It was, it was cool. Here is Stealing Cinderella from Chuck Wicks. I came to see her daddy for sit down man to man. It wasn't any secret. I'd be asking for a hand. Guess that's why he left me waiting In the living room by myself With at least a dozen pictures of her Sitting on the shelf She was playing Cinderella Riding her first bike Bouncing on the bed Looking for a pillow fight And running through the sprinklers Big popsicle grin and dancing with him down and looking up at him in her eyes I'm Prince Charming but to him I'm just some fella riding in and stealing Cinderella there he is Chuck Wicks that's what it is very emotional can't wait to have a daughter and never get married (laughs) Uh, I saw that you went to Disney World or Land. Which one did you go to? Disney World. World is Florida. World right? is Florida okay. and much better than Disneyland. Okay. Much larger. 
You went with Jason Aldean, who's your brother-in-law. Mm-hmm. You're married to his sister. Yes. I felt like I was having to beat people up on, on air yesterday because the, of the mask controversy where people mm-hmm. are like, why do you have, don't you have your mask on? He's like, I got it in my pocket. Guess who took that picture? Did you take the picture? I took the picture. Did, okay, true or false, did they have their mask on before they took it off? We all had our mask on. Nice. We were sweating. We were miserable. We were walking around. We're like, this is horrible, but it's safer. So we did it. And then when we took the picture, we said, well, you know, no one's around us. We were six feet from anyone. We were probably 30 feet from anyone. They, you know, it was real quick. It took two minutes, not even. It took two seconds. We take our masks off for pictures 99% of the time, too. And right. People got all crazy about that. Well, and we're all, I mean, we're all in this room together. We have our mask off. I mean, we just. Well, mine's on for those listening at home. Yes. <laughs> Although, I'm we so did sorry. have an artist come in who had coronavirus. Really? Yeah, I won't say who it is now. I'll tell you off here. But okay. <laughs> so right. now, as Chuck will verify, mm-hmm. you have to be corona tested to come in here. Yes. I got two. Two tests. On your mouth and your butt? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's the, the butt one's weird. <laughs> really? uh, you guys check out Talk to Chuck. It's Chuck Wick's uh, new show where uh, Sean Johnson's this week. Any idea who next week's going to be? Jimmy Allen. Yeah. And then anybody who calls in. We still got to find out the number. This new song you put out, what's it called? Solid Gold. It sounds like Luther Vandross met Willie Nelson. Thank you. When I heard that. Do we have a clip of it, Ray? Let me play this. Maybe our love. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I feel that. Solid Gold. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's... It, this is, there's like a let's, let's get down and go to town vibe, you know? Yeah. Is that on purpose? I wanted to... It's been a while since I've released music. And it's been... A, it's, you know, I just signed my third record deal. So it's been a while since I put any music out on a record with a record label behind me. So it was very calculated to put this song out because, you know, I wrote this one by myself. I wanted to do something that sounded timeless or classic or or very country. And, you know, this song for me showcases all of that for me as a singer songwriter. So I wanted to go with it and, you know. Hopefully people like it, and there's so many more down the pike, you know, so it's exciting. Well, let's play this one. Uh, also, Seth Ennis is here with you. Yeah. Seth Ennis, great artist himself. Yeah, he is. He walked in, and I was like, hey, I know you. I was like, dang, Chuck's rich if he's bringing in artists to play keys for him. That's right. <laughs> no, or they're very poor. Oh, yeah. uh, true. You know? <laughs> Think uh, about th- Amy, out of nowhere, finally got her to laugh. No, no, I laughed like five times. You're laughing because I'm poor, Amy. <laughs> That's what it took. That, right. How are you, buddy? Tough times. I'm good, man. How are you doing? Yeah, good to see you. Hey, what are you going to do here? Are you going to do the solid gold? No. So there's a purpose to this song. Okay. Okay, because you just got engaged. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you very much. I thought Chuck's met Caitlin. He was, you were yes. in the house. Chuck, Chuck comes over. We hang out. We're buds. Yeah, yeah. Super cool. Yeah. I and mean, I beat you in golf. I don't remember that. Anyway. <laughs> and uh, someone else got engaged. Mike. Yeah. Okay. This is... Stealing Cinderella was a huge father-daughter dance. Okay. This could be, you know, huge first song. Okay, what is it called? It's called Old With You. Okay. Well, let's, let's, let's hear this thing. Some guys get a scratch-off ticket Buy a bass boat but follow their winds Can drive through any little town Without a single red light to slow them down I 
But I ain't ever been the lucky one I ain't a bill on a horse in Kentucky one If it's a fish or a break I can't catch it Maybe that's why I just don't get it And what did I ever do To be the one holding you Spinning you all around in white and Baby, what did you see Somebody like me When I bought you that drink that night Don't know how But somehow I'm the luckiest guy in the room Cause I'm the one Who gets to get old with you That's all we got. I mean, you want to do that? Oh, good? nice. Okay, okay. Yeah, right, right. No, no, I was told. I was, I was told to sing like half oh, of my it. My turn. Then your wrinkles. <laughs> Keep playing, Seth. Then your wrinkles. I run my fingers down on yeah. They feel so good to me And my belly fat is a lot more than it used to be That's right And then go to the chorus, ready? Ready? But I <laughs> Ready? Yeah, you go, go. Take it. You take it go. What did I ever do? Be the one holding you Spinning you all around in white And baby, what did you see? Somebody like me when I bought you that drink that night Look at us, look around Now I'm the luckiest guy in the room Cause I'm the one Who gets to get old with you That is a sweet song Yeah Hey, hit the bridge though, I got something for that okay. <laughs> Oh wow, here we go And my head might be balding and you might be watching Golden Girls all day But baby, you're with me tomorrow And tomorrow after that And the next day And the next day And the next day And the next day And then we die at the same time oh. Take it. Yes. <laughs> and chorus. What did I ever do? <laughs> Finish it out. Come on. Okay. <laughs> what did I ever do? Be the one holding you, spinning you all around in white. And baby, what did you see? Somebody like me when I bought you that drink that night. Look at us. Look around. Now I'm the luckiest guy in the room. Because I'm the one. Yes, I get old with you, Caitlin. That's a really good song. Yeah, it's I so know good. we kind of jumped in there because that was that's a really great song. That's unreleased though, huh? Unreleased, December fourth. Okay, that's that's where put he, it out. He, he wrote unreleased wedding song on this paper. Yeah. So <laughs> this is what someone did at my house the other day. They came and they pushed a little button and comes up my phone that someone's out there and I'm like, hey, what's up? They goes, hey, is Bobby and Caitlin here? And I was like, interesting. They can't see me. I'm like, uh, who's out there? And uh, who are you? And she's like, well, I live down the road. I was really? Like, I was like, oh, cool. Um, she goes, I have something for you guys. And I thought it was going to be an engagement gift or something. In her, she had a package in her hand. And I said, okay, well, um, you just want to leave it there? at the?" And she's like, no, can I put it in the mailbox? And I said, okay. And so she walks off, and I call Caitlin. and say, hey, will you go to the mailbox? Somebody put a package in there. Go see what's up. So she walks out, and she grabs it, and she goes, 
there's a CD of a bald guy with a big black mustache in here. <laughs> huh. They want to come play at our wedding. Like, yeah, they do. <laughs> do it. Please. I was like, I appreciate that. But uh, we got Chuck now. Like, now I can say we got Chuck instead. No pressure. I'll, uh, as soon as it's done, I'll give it to you. You can make an educated decision. Okay, no pressure. I love it. I it, it is a great song. Great, I ruined yeah. it, but it is a great song. Um, <laughs> Chuck Wicks is here. His show is called Talk to Chuck. Follow Chuck on Instagram because you can see all about the show there. Your name is? Chuck Wicks. At Chuck Wicks. Mm-hmm. Um, show's out today. Check it out. We're going to actually play Solid Gold here now, too. Nice. You wrote this one by yourself? Yeah, I did. Yeah. It's always it's always scary when you release something that you've written by yourself, because if it sucks, it's all your fault. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Seth, and you're good? Yeah, man. What, what do you got going good. on? I just got married. Speaking of weddings. You so. did. Yeah, Chuck's dude. got a song that you could have played. Hit it. I know. That's right. <laughs> Hit that chorus. <laughs> what did I ever Wait, how long That's were you right. with her? Um, uh, so we got we were together since we were in college at Valdosta State. Um, that was about six years ago, and we got married in December out in Colorado. Did a little destination thing. Nice. So. Valdosta State, like Titletown? Go Blazers. Oh, yeah. Hey, I used to go, when I was doing play-by-play in color for Henderson State University, I'd travel around. We'd go to Valdosta and give you 70 nothing. It's terrible. What? Yeah, it was terrible. Dude, I'm so stoked that you know Titletown, man. That's going to make everybody so happy. I don't like that I know it because we always got drum there. So, <laughs> All right, Chuck Wakes, it's good to see you, Chuck. Appreciate you coming by. Yeah. Um, by the way, this is a powerful show today. Not only is Chuck here, but Chris Stapleton later and Garth Brooks. You got put on a big day. I know. I saw that. That's why, I was actually a little nervous today. I don't know if you could tell. I'm a little nervous out here. Like, what's ner- What do you? What's your? Is it the leg shaking? Oh well, no. That's or, just. That's just a, yeah, I do that. That's just tick. So I would tick, never yeah. know that you're. Thanks for bringing that up, Amy. They can hear about Chuck Wicks. He got a tick right on his leg. All right, there he is. I do the same thing. Check out "Talk to Chuck," and this is his new song right now called "Solid Gold." Here it is, Chuck Wicks. Everybody, let's clap. Let me encourage you guys to check out the Bobby Cast. It is out today. It's my music podcast. We do it once a week. We talk about all the best releases that come out. So if you love new music, we talk to Jamie Lynn Spears. Zoe 101 is rebooting a bit. Mm-hmm. Always going to talk to her. Tom Lord, he talks about the importance of management to an artist, kind of behind the scenes there. So, And Eddie and I do music school about the CMA Awards, some stuff you may not know. Yeah, and so, Jerry Jeff Walker as well. That's true. Check out the music school. Uh, excuse me. Check out the Bobby Cast up on podcasts wherever you listen. Uh, here's a voicemail we got last night from Amber in Pensacola, Florida. I actually started listening to you guys back in 2017 and was always talking about Bobby Bones, Bobby Bones, and my husband never understood what I was talking about. I was like, you have to listen, and now he's absolutely hooked. We love you guys. It's You guys are absolutely fantastic. And my husband loves the fact that even a negative situation, you guys always turn into a positive, no matter in the news or in your life or anything, and, and it's awesome, and we appreciate it. And you guys continue to do the great work. I appreciate that. It's very kind of you to say. This is Stan the Man from Arizona. I'm listening to you on your show this morning, and you are a smart man. I don't care. Don't let anyone tell you different. You're a smart man. God, I wish I was smart like Bob Bones, and here I am, the Stan the Man, the moonshine making man on top of Mingus Mountain, hiding out from the law man, making the shine. Anyways, Apple and Cinnamon, my two kids, uh, they were named after my first batch of moonshine. They wanted me to tell you to say hello, too, and uh, they like listening to you, too. And uh, we just want to remind everybody to get out there and vote, 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 vote. <laughs> Stan the man. Stan the man, you can call anytime, bud. Yeah. His kids are named Apple and Cinnamon. Mm-hmm. Named after his first, his first two, two moonshines. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Uh, w- one more. This is Jarrett. Morning, studio. It would be really super awesome if you guys could wish my wife, Heather, happy birthday today. It's her birthday, and it would be really, really, really awesome. Thank you, guys. Have a great 
birthday. H- Heather, happy birthday from all of us here. Hope it goes awesome. The Show. Here's Amy's pile of stories. So I have all the details on Blake Shelton's engagement ring, and I know you just bought one for Caitlin, so now you know about color, cut, clarity, and all the things. We're probably same. <laughs> Identical. Why do you guys laugh? Come on, let's be real. No? Okay. <laughs> no. Tell me about it. Well, according to Us Weekly, Blake spared no expense, and he spent somewhere above $500,000. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Uh-huh. It's a six-carat solid, oh. solitaire diamond set in a white gold or platinum band. Mm-hmm. That's just a, that's a lot, but, but Blake makes like... No, no, no. Thirty million a year. You're right. You're right. So he probably didn't even notice it coming out of his account. Ooh. Probably not. Yeah. Yeah. And then I don't know. Others are speculating that it could be a little bit more than uh, six carats, but someone else said it could be eight hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> well, I'm glad people didn't do that with Caitlyn's ring. <laughs> what guess? Well, how do you know they didn't? Like people, because people are like, hey, we want to do the wedding. We do exclusive. But I'm glad they weren't like, let's do the ring. That. That yeah. feels a little intrusive to me. Because yeah. mm-hmm. we wouldn't have done that. She wouldn't have done that. She doesn't want to be on anything. But she will let me have a couple where I'm like, you know I got to have a couple of these, right? And she's like, okay. So that, I think we're going to do that with people, maybe. Uh, what else, Amy? So there's a new wellness trend happening, and apparently it gives you some of the same benefits as meditation, but it's way easier to do. Because have you ever tried meditating? I struggle because I can't keep me in the center it's like to, in my mind while I'm meditating it's like a scope and yet you know how you have the four you have to get it in between crosshairs yeah yeah it feels like that and I can't keep emptiness in the crosshairs mm. like all of a sudden it's like what's for lunch that show two <laughs> days ago sucked Raymundo's crazy you know wedding <laughs> planning <laughs> So uh, I struggle, but what do they say? So the new wellness trend is eating breakfast in total silence. So instead of just trying to clear your head as you would with meditation, while you're eating, you just focus on your food and try to be present in the moment. Your mind might race at first, but it's supposed to get easier and easier. And breakfast is the best time to do it because it sets you up for the rest of the day. So don't have anything else going on. No sound, no nothing, no talking. You just sit there in silence with your food. Let me recommend some breakfast. These folks are not a client. I think if I liked the product, I thought maybe they would come on. So I tried it out for a while. It's called Mush, M-U-S-H. Oh, yeah. It's overnight oats. And so they said, we'd love to send you some. And if you like it, maybe we, because I like overnight oats. Lunchbox, you were eating that all Oh, it's that. delicious. So Isn't good. it great? Yeah, it's so good. I saw it on Shark Tank like two years ago, and I was like, I got to buy it. And it is the most convenient breakfast. That way it's, you can is eat it, it on pack? the go. It's got a spoon built yeah, into exactly. it. Yeah. It's so good. You pull the lid off, <laughs> and there's a spoon. But isn't it like purple and like green? Well, it's like what's different. They have different flavors. Yeah, blueberry. I don't like the coffee ones. Like, uh, that would go in the dumpster, but Caitlin loves the coffee taste. Oh. But this is not a commercial. Yeah. Scuba, are they a client? Or are they possibly a client? Or what happened uh, there? So they're being vetted right now in the process of sales, and so they're trying to close the deal. So I think this will help close the deal. Oh, well, great. <laughs> Even if it doesn't. Yeah. Send yeah, a small all... mush. Yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely. I've, I've... Well, Lunchbox has been a happy customer for a long time. He, I think I learned about it from him mm-hmm. and saw it. Now I have bought it. There's a place in town that has it, and it's so good. Yeah, my fridge is full of it for free, and I didn't know <laughs> if I would like it. I'm just full transparency here, but I do. I love it. So speaking of breakfast, there's that. All right, what else you got? Well, 7 in 10 parents are spending more on Halloween this year to make up for all the other things that their kids are missing out on. Are you? <laughs> I, I haven't yet, 
but I could see Saturday getting a little crazy if I'm trying to overcompensate at home. Like maybe just buying extra candy or doing extra fun things at the house. Because honestly, I just don't think we're gonna. It's gonna be the same. And for them, like kids, I mean, my son is ten. For him going around house to house and getting candy is like the highlight of his year. <laughs> now he's not gonna be able to do it. Well, everybody's in masks, though. We forget about that, All right? Yeah, no, in his Spider-Man face mask is a total match. It's like perfect for coronavirus. Mm -hmm. And he loves being Spider-Man every day now. So I'm like, this is great. (laughs) You can go in any store. I'm bringing you a bonus story. Ready? Okay. Do you look more attractive with sunglasses according to science? Someone wears sunglasses. For sure. Yes. Yeah. Mm, The answer is yes. They do make you hotter. Researchers explain that sunglasses make you look mysterious because eyes are a source of information and vulnerability for human beings. Not having that information makes people drawn to you. Me, I just feel like it cuts off more of my ugly. You know, the more <laughs> ugly you can block out, the better looking I am to you. Well, so isn't that the case right now, speaking of masks and coronavirus? Are people better looking because they're covering it? The, you have the mystery of what so, their face looks like? I'm telling you, yes. I would never hit on anybody with a mask on. But Morgan told us a story about a guy hitting on her. I've seen three or four guys come up to Kayla when I'm not right beside her, either at the grocery store or pull up beside her on the street. And be like, hey, can I take you to lunch? I'm like, what's happening here? She has a mask on. She might have three noses. <laughs> it's unbelievable. True. Some people have masks and sunglasses. Well, oh, you see nothing but their forehead. How do you know what they look like? <laughs> That's what Stashira, I know she's only 13, my daughter, seventh grade, but she said she doesn't understand how any of the kids right now have crushes on each other. She's like, oh, why does, she was talking about one of her girlfriends that likes this one guy. She's like, I don't even know why she likes him. His hair covers the top part of his face and the mask covers the bottom part of his face. I have no idea what he looks like. Yeah. I wear my glasses, though, as a, a camouflage, too. Mm-hmm. Talking about that. Mm-hmm. I kind of hide my ugly. <laughs> it takes away look at the full face. Yeah. All right, there we go. Wrap it up. I'm Amy. That's my pile. That was Amy's pile of stories. Oh. It's time for the good news. With Amy. Tell me something good. So 26 years ago, a woman chose adoption for her child and did not have an open adoption. With the parents that adopted her, she asked that every year they send her pictures, but she chose not to be a part of their day-to-day life in any way, shape, or form. So the daughter grew up not ever knowing her mom. And then when she got to college, she was like, you know what? I want to know more about my mom. She was able to track her down and they just met for the first time and said it was like so amazing seeing each other was pure joy. And I just thought it was really special. With your kids, is that weird for you to think that they will see their parents again at some point? No, I want them to. I actually thought that would have already happened by now. But with civil unrest in Haiti mixed in with coronavirus like we just haven't been able to travel there we thought at the two-year mark we may go back but we're about to hit the three-year mark do you feel like you'll be jealous no Mm -mm. no no they're a gift to me I feel like I have a responsibility to the moms and I want to do right by them I hope when I meet them one day they're proud of their kids and and us for raising them um, but that's their mom those are their moms they have two different moms and I would never want to take that from them if anything I hope they can have a relationship and no zero jealousy Eddie what about you you have two foster kids they have parents yeah that's rough that's rough I'm hearing Amy talk about that and I'm almost like thinking the opposite like no 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 I'm their dad so, you know but they do they're, they're two half brothers so they do have different dads 
Um, we're going to definitely keep that window open. And if we adopt them, um, I definitely want them to have a relationship with their parents. I mean, the tricky one is the baby. We got him when he was a newborn. So really, to him, there is a chance that he may never, ever want to meet his parents. So I don't know. You know, he's all he's all we're all he knows. And my wife and I say sometimes like, oh, you know, we don't have to tell him we don't have to because he kind of looks like us a little bit. <laughs> but, but I think we'll end up, you know, you have to share their story with them and let them know what's going on. Well, and his older brother knows. Correct. So you can't keep that a secret. Yeah, because eventually he'll tell them <laughs> right. if you don't. Right. Well, that's a great story, Amy. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Halloween's tomorrow. People keep calling the cops on this guy's Halloween decorations because they look too real. I mean, it looks like a murder scene. (laughs) Even his sidewalk's covered in blood splatter. So good. There's a guy named Steven Novak who put up such a realistic-looking Halloween decoration that people keep calling the cops. Lives in Dallas. There are bodies with, like, knives in them. They're laying in the yard. It's so sloppily done that it looks real. (laughs) It's perfect. So people have been calling the cops, and he's been there for a couple of times when the cops come, and he's like, yeah, guys? They're like, hey, we got a call that... And he's like, here, this is the decorations. Wow, and I bet you when the cops come, it even looks more real. Like the cops are checking out a murder <laughs> People are scene. driving by. So cool. Maybe they have to. I mean, you never know. What if you were wanting to commit some sort of a crime? You do it near there. and yeah, There are always those urban legends about people who had hung someone on Halloween and left them there. And people would drive by the body and be like, oh, look at that decoration. Mm-hmm. Never heard that one. <laughs> yeah, I never heard that one. It's <laughs> crazy. Yeah, heard that one? Uh-huh. <laughs> well, this guy dominated the Halloween decoration game. The prank call Lunchbox did to the funeral home was really funny. Where you called him and said what? I said my neighbors were making fun of my Halloween decorations because they didn't look real enough, so I wanted to know if I could borrow a body or a skeleton. (laughs) Which is ridiculous. (laughs) And this was on the show a couple days ago. So funny. I just wanted to play it again real quick. I was just calling because I need a huge favor. So, like, I have Halloween decorations up in my front yard, and my neighbors keep telling me, man, your, like, decorations, they look weak. They don't even look real. So I was wondering if I could get a skeleton from you guys. Sir, we don't have any human remains available for sale at the funeral. (laughs) No, I don't want to buy them. I was hoping to just kind of borrow them for the week, you know, because Halloween, put them in the front yard, and then tell my neighbors, yeah, does that look real? Sir, I appreciate the humor, but that's not a possibility. Could you? Do you have, like, uh, maybe just, like, a limb? That's not going to be a possibility in any way to any on any level we don't do stuff like that it's illegal it's not our rule oh it's illegal to put a skeleton in the front yard it's illegal for a funeral home to sell a skeleton or rent a skeleton for somebody to put in their front yard yes yeah like i like i said i wouldn't have to pay for it is that why you'd be lending it like borrowing so we, you, it would probably we, even more illegal honestly <laughs> sir i'm not sure of the full extent of that wall but that's not that's not gonna happen like could i like cut some hair off one to put on my skeleton to make it look real at that point, couldn't you just use your own hair? Well, my hair's not very long, and I need my hair to go to work. No, sir, I'm sorry. There's not going to be anything I think we could do to reconcile this issue. Yeah, I sorry mean... Sorry about that. Maybe one of my favorite ones in a long time. <laughs> so awkward. That one's so funny. And that guy's like, can you use your own hair, idiot? <laughs> well, let's get over to Amy. We have a Halloween-themed morning corny. Here we go. The Morning Corny. What makes trick-or-treating with twin witches so challenging? What makes trick-or-treating with twin witches 
So challenging. You never know which witch is which. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> that was the morning corny. A couple things. One, that's pretty funny. Two, Chris Stapleton's coming up in a few minutes. So we always love we get to talk to Chris. Uh, also, on Monday's show, I'm just letting you guys know, I will be giving away the first ever Bobby Bone Show Employee of the Month Award. Yes. Woo! So Man. you will all need to have a 20-second speech ready. And when you're eliminated from contention, you will then give your speech. Oh, perfect. And only one winner wins Employee of the Month. Oh, so we really do have to have a speech because we're giving it no matter what. Mm -hmm. Okay. 20-second speech. 20-second speech. You can do that. Okay. Uh, Monday around this time, we'll give the Employee of the Month award. Who do you think should win, Amy? Not me. Okay, there you have it. (laughs) (laughs) You want to hear a story that blew my mind? Yeah. A woman's travel plans with her husband and three kids got sidetracked when six police officers came to the door. Two, two, two. They beat on the door. And they say, hey, your husband's trying to kill you. Uh-uh. Imagine you get that knock at the door. So Teresa Michaels is her name. She said, they informed me that my husband was plotting to kill me. He was planning it for a long time, and I was completely, completely floored. Police say Dallas Michaels had gotten engaged to his mistress after a long-term affair and wanted to murder his wife for the life insurance money. He had allegedly tried to purchase fentanyl, which you can put in it. It's in some drugs, but if you overdo it, it takes almost none. Okay. Which police say he planned to use uh, as poison. He was going to put it in her drink, and away we go. They were tipped off by the woman who the, the guy had asked to go buy it for him. The drug getter. Wow. Maybe the drug dealer, but mm-hmm. with the drug getter. In a GoFundMe campaign aimed at helping her and her children relocate, she writes, He planned on murdering me on a family trip to California with our kids, and the detectives made the arrest the morning of our trip. They caught him just in time. It so get- where was the husband when they knocked on the door? Oh. Like right there? I mean, I don't know. Was he in bed? Huh? What's up, baby? Oh. <laughs> uh, it gets worse. She adds, My mother-in-law, who lives with me, was in on the plot to murder me. Get what? out of here. Wow. According to the text mess- messages that were exchanged with her son, which is... Her husband. The husband faces charges of conspiracy to commit murder and solicitation to possess narcotics. I just wonder if the whole kill somebody for insurance has ever worked. Like, did like did people really get the insurance claim? Because if there's insurance on a person and, and it's then they get murdered, don't you go? The first suspect is the husband or wife. Yeah. Or the beneficiary you of the You better have sure. that crime so buttoned up. Mm-hmm. Right. And weld it together. And you, you need to have it pinned on somebody else. Okay. <laughs> we just went dark. <laughs> well, you can't have it just... I mean, it sounds like you guys know how to do you it. You can't have an open case. <laughs> Maybe you should call it Dallas or whatever his name is. <laughs> yeah, no, I You need to frame somebody. That's a whole other thing, though. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tell me about that after the show. <laughs> yeah, the Friday Morning Conversation with Chris Stapleton. One of my favorite guys in country music is on. Chris, how are you, man? Man, I'm doing great. How are you, Bobby? Man, it's really good to talk to you. I got to tell you, I was, obviously I'm a massive fan of, uh, of your music. And when the song Arkansas came out, I, I said, all right, I'm going to listen to this. I'm from Arkansas. And I came on the air. And I'm going to be honest, I cried. And I know this is such a jam. <laughs> you cried. I, I, I know it's such a jam, but let me explain to you why it meant so much to me, okay? Because, okay. and you'll relate because you're from Kentucky. But I feel like in my life, being from Arkansas, we've only been called hillbillies, rednecks. We're always made fun of for being dumb. And the fact that you made a positive song about where I'm from, when nobody respects where I come from, I literally had tears coming from my face, Chris. 
And I know it's hard to hear when it's a jam song, but that song hit me emotionally. I just wanted to share that with you. <laughs> well, Matt, uh, it, it was not the expected response, uh, but it, you know, it's a, uh, it's just a fun song about driving fast through those Ozark mountains. And, but you know, it's what a beautiful state that is. You know, that, that song's a real, I mean, that's all just kind of, um, with a few minor embellishments probably, uh, you know, other than getting, uh, you know, chased by the cops, it's, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's really about driving through Arkansas and it's just, it was it's just a beautiful state to drive through. If anybody ever has more time on their hands and a little extra gas money, it's a, it's a worthwhile drive. What was that trip? You were going to pick up a car in Oklahoma city. Is that right? Yeah. I'm, um, well, me and my bass player got dropped off. My wife bought me a uh, a car for uh, my birthday, which was very nice of her because my wife's cool like that. And so um, rather than, um, you know, you can always sort out having things shipped and things like that, but it just seemed like more fun to to drive it home. So we started in Oklahoma City and kind of wound, uh, you know, started up uh, in northern Arkansas and then wound down and came over wind up driving back through Memphis and, you know, back up to Nashville. So that, uh, you know, it's a fun little drive. I, I like driving. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a road trip with no purpose person and, and, uh, at heart, I think. Chris Stapleton's on with us. Are you a, a big music guy? Like what do you listen to on a road trip? Oh, there's probably, uh, for sure. Some, uh, some Patty wildflowers, uh, um, happening. That's 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 my main record, but it's also my main road trip record. I, I just love that record so much. Um, but you know, the, I have various things to listen to. And my my bass player JT Cure, he's a he's a he's like a walking jukebox. So he's he's always got uh, a lot of good tunes in his pocket. So uh, yeah, we uh, yeah I listen to some some music. You know, I, I mentioned, I was vulnerable. I said that song brought me to tears. Now I'm going to ask, have you ever written a song, Chris, and as you're writing it, you're so moved by it that in a, in a beautiful way or a sad way that you cry in the middle of writing your own song? Oh, well, I mean, well, I, there's a song on this record uh, called Maggie's Song. It's about a, my dog that died. How country is that? I mean, um, but probably, you know, I wrote that the day after she died. And so that, that song was a tough one for me. But... Um, that's, that's the only one I can really remember. Um, but you know, um, I can't remember a lot of things that happened in my twenties. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Chris Stapleton's on with us. Now you're one of the best pure vocalists out there. When you get in the shower, do you sing songs like everyone else? Because when I get in the shower, that's where I let it rip. Are you letting it rip in there? Oh, uh, no, you know, man, I, I'm not a, I don't think so. I'm not a big, I, I, it's eerie to me how much I really just enjoy silence. Um, I, I'm kind of a big, in general, I like silence because I'm, I'm I, I kind of got things bouncing around in my head. I have enough noise in my head that <laughs> I think, uh, I, I think sometimes the silence feels more like uh, the appropriate thing for me, particularly when I'm by myself uh, in the shower. Starting over is the single now. We play it all the time. Tell me about this one. Uh, you know, why, this song here, Starting Over, why did you choose this one to be the first radio song? What did it mean to you? Uh, well, I mean, it was kind of, uh, I played the the record for the label, and, um, you know, I wanted to name it Starting Over, the name of the record, but, because it seemed appropriate at the time. And, 
I don't know. Everybody just kind of gravitated towards that. It was, uh, you know, it's a song with a little bit of hope in it. And uh, I think maybe we could use some of that right now. And it, it's a good driving song, which I'm a fan of, you know. So um, I, I think it's uh, if you're if a song sounds good while you're riding in a car, that's that's probably a good a good mark. Urban legend of Chris Stapleton is that when you made this record, and because you're being so safe with COVID, you drove it over to a record guy's house, put it on top of his car on CD, and then drove off and said, hey, I left your record there. See you soon. Well, it's not completely uh, incorrect. I mean, he came outside. I laid it on his car and said, <laughs> So it's kind of correct, though. But yeah, I drove, I drove it uh, to a couple different uh, people's houses that you know, necessary to get the ball rolling. Um, um, yeah, I like that better than email. And I like, I still like CDs. I probably sound like a dinosaur, but, um, I like to give people physical copies of things. And, you know, I like people to listen in the car. And when you send somebody something in an email, it doesn't work so well to listen in the car. I think uh, car listening is an important factor for me. One final question for you before you go. Uh, Instagram, do you have it on your phone? Are you uploading pictures, or do you have someone to do that for you? I, I don't have it on my phone, uh, no. Uh, and, yes, we do have people that work on that. I mean, it's, obviously, we talk about it uh, before we get into anything too crazy. But uh, but not my Instagram is not particularly crazy either. So um, I'm a horrible photographer. I, you know, um I jokingly take horrible selfies, you know, and send them to my wife as jokes. But I'm not I'm not that person who, um, you know, has a real skill in that in that regard. So, yes, we have we have somebody kind of uh, handling that. Now, my wife, you know, she she has one, too, and, and she she kind of is much better at that. But uh, that's uh, not not my thing. Chris, great to talk to you. Thank you for the time. I'm going to play starting over right now. Hopefully, when things clear up, maybe next year I'll see you again. Until then, be safe, my friend. Oh, man. Thanks, Bobby. See you, buddy. There he is. Chris Stapleton, everybody. <laughs> it's time for another game of Easy Trivia. Yeah. Yeah. All right. These are the easiest trivia questions we could find, and I'm going to ask them to you guys and see who lasts the longest. Are you guys ready to play? Ready. ready. Yeah. Amy, Lunchbox, Eddie, Morgan, number two, Easy Trivia. Amy, you're up first. In the famous nursery rhyme, what bridge is falling down? London. London Bridge is correct. Good one. Lunchbox, who asked, do you like green eggs and ham? Dr. Seuss. Sam I Am did. That's incorrect. Ooh. <laughs> Dr. Seuss was the writer, but Sam was... <laughs> first round. Would Sam would have worked? Sam would have worked, okay. yeah. Dang. Eddie, Taste yeah. the Rainbow is a slogan for what company? Skittles. Correct. Morgan, what color is the road that Dorothy has to follow in order to get to the wizard? The yellow brick road. Yellow is correct. On to round number two. Three people remain. Amy, every four years, what month is the president sworn into office? January. Ooh, correct. Wow. Yeah. She stopped you know herself. That? You said the ooh, which made me nervous. No, but you stopped yourself before. You were like... Yeah, because I was like, hey, elected in November... Sworn in in January. I would have gotten that. Wouldn't, Eddie. wouldn't have. You wouldn't have? No, no, no way. In the Little Red Riding Hood, who does the wolf dress up as? Oh, her grandmother. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> yes, let's go. Morgan, what part of a plant absorbs water to grow? Part of a plant. 
plant? Um, what part of a plant absorbs water to grow? The leaves. Mm, incorrect. <laughs> Do you guys know it? Is it the root? It's the roots. Oh, oh man. That's rough. I felt like that was too obvious. I was like, nah, it's the easy leaves. trivia. Okay, Amy. Yeah. Two, two smartest people on the show. Only two left. Amy, what colors do you get when you mix red and yellow? Orange. Correct. Eddie, what animal is considered to be the symbol of America? Oh, the eagle. Correct. Right? Bald eagle, eagle, both accepted. Oh. Amy, who is on the $5 bill? Come on now. What? Too small of a bill for you? No. Dang, got her. No, but five, got I never. Her. No, but five is, I feel like five is tricky. George Washington. The, is Alexander on 10? Uh, Benjamin Franklin's on 100. Is it? Is Lincoln? He's on the penny and I think the five. Who is on the $5 bill? Oh, Lincoln. Correct. Oh, thank, <laughs> thank you. Eddie, come on. A century is made up of how many years? Uh, a century. Mm-hmm. Wow, you don't just know this. It's crazy. A century is made up of how many years? 100. Correct. Uh, oh, okay. my gosh. You a little shaky on that one? A little bit. I thought I was going to say 10, but glad I didn't. Amy, precipitation <laughs> that falls in the form of balls of ice is called what? Hail. Correct. Eddie, a book that is based on actual events mm-hmm. is what kind of book? That is a nonfiction book. Correct. We got us a battle here. Come on. We're going to page number two. <laughs> we don't always get to page two in this game. Easy trivia. Amy, over to you. What shape is a stop sign? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Octagon. Correct. Eddie, what month does spring start? That would be March. Wow. Yes. Knew that one quick and easy. Mm -hmm. My birthday. Amy, what's another term for the first 10 amendments to the Constitution? The Bill of Rights. Correct. In the nursery rhyme, Eddie, what creature scares Little Miss Muffet? Uh, It's a spider. (laughs) Correct. Little Miss Muffet sat on her tuffet. Amy, what's the name of the pirate in Peter Pan? Captain Hook. Correct. <laughs> you knew it. No, I... I just, yeah. How many colonies were there originally, Eddie? Thirteen. <laughs> Correct. Everybody take a breath here. Here we go. We're going to tough questions now. This is the longest game in super easy trivia history. I don't know. Morgan number two and I went pretty long. Take a deep breath. <sighs> Amy, how many lungs does the human body have? This is a trick. Two. Correct. <laughs> Eddie, what season do animals hibernate? Hmm? <laughs> you mean what season? What season do animals hibernate? I think they're when it's cold. So, ew, or is it summer? I'm going to go winter. <laughs> they hibernate in the winter. Winter's correct. <laughs> <laughs> Amy, if you had a patrol boat and a submarine, what game would you be playing? Uh, oh... Am I going to lose because of this? Well, you always lose because of a question that's tough. Yeah, but this one? Yeah, go ahead. Patrol boat in a submarine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. She had a little drink before the show. <laughs> <so she's> <laughs> <happening>. <laughs> 
I'm trying to think if there's a theme song that goes with the game. Is it like my Battleship? Correct. Ah! <laughs> Did you know that? No. no. It's the only game I can think of with a ship or a submarine and a boat or whatever. I don't know. Eddie, what's the capital of Wisconsin? Oh, Madison. I, I saw it. I know it. I, I saw the capital while we were there. Madison. That's true. Correct. <laughs> don't, don't try to play that game with me. <laughs> Amy, what famous ocean liner sank on her first voyage in 1912? Titanic. Correct. <laughs> Eddie, who was the first African-American player in Major League Baseball? Uh, Jackie Robinson. Correct. <laughs> What's the world's largest ocean, Amy? Indian. Incorrect. <laughs> what is it? That's the smallest, isn't it? What is it? The answer is the Pacific Ocean. Oh. Eddie for the win. Depressing. Come on, please. Would you have known that? Yes. You knew it was Pacific? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not the Indian for sure. Eddie yeah. for the win. In which continent is the country of Egypt found? Ooh, I think I know this. Yes. And that continent would be Africa. Right? Yes. Correct. Yeah! And there he is, the longest game in history. Eddie held on for 12 answers. Nice job, Eddie. The smartest person on the Bobby Bones show, right, Bones? Why not? (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, I believe the Arctic Ocean is the smallest ocean. And then probably the Indian. (laughs) (laughs) The Indian's definitely one of the smaller ones. Yeah. Yes. I just thought, wow. Probably could be really big out there. <laughs> yeah, could be. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Eddie, great win. Thank you. Strong performance. Yeah, Amy, and thanks to my challenger. I mean, you put up a good fight, Amy. Yeah, Look, I, I got I have two whole pages. That I choked. You of did. Questions that you guys ran through. You guys never run through all these questions. Nice job. Thank you, man. Thank all you. Right. Come on. It's time for the good news. With Bobby. Tell me something good. When the pandemic forced restaurants to close their dining rooms in March. It was bad for those in the hospitality business, but one Chicago restaurant owner is using his downtime to help dogs and cats in need. His name is Edward. He's putting his skills as a pilot and his old airplane to good use flying rescue missions for pilots and paws. It's a nonprofit network of volunteer pilots who fly dogs and cats that are at risk of being euthanized to no-kill rescue organizations across the U.S. or to people that will adopt them. He has personally flown over 40 missions Quote, flying with a purpose. He says it makes him feel so happy at the end of a mission knowing that he helped an animal get to a better life. That's awesome. These, that's amazing that he would do that. There are a lot of pictures of him, and it is an old plane. I want to get on this thing. <laughs> <laughs> and it shows these dogs in the back just chilling that's as they're cool. just flying to their next destination. That's really cool. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. The Friday Morning Conversation with Garth Brooks and Trisha Yearwood. One of my favorite people in the whole world's on the phone, and so is Garth Brooks. That's right. <laughs> I love you, Bobby. That's Ouch, it. I just got injured again. <laughs> hey, guys, Garth, I want, uh, let me ask you this question because you brought up the injury thing. I was ready to watch the Facebook where you were going to talk about the new record, and you hurt yourself on the farm. What in the world were you doing? I was loading the chop saw, grabbed the grabbed the back end of it, which is the safe end of it, and the damn thing collapsed on me. And it just, uh, it just, I, when I felt it, I didn't want to see it, so I just took my right hand and just kind of felt my left hand to make sure all my parts were there. And thank goodness, <laughs> and you know what? I, I got lucky. Everybody's been so sweet to ask. It's just going to be, it's going to be black and blue for a while, but um, I, uh, I got really, bad. really lucky. <laughs> Trisha, when he says he injures himself on the farm, are you ever like, well, stop 
doing crazy stuff on the farm. <laughs> oh my God, every day. This is not the first time. This is the only one that everybody knows about. It's like, he'll come to the house and he'll have like, you know, the last time he had like blood over his eyebrow. And I'm like, what is, what happened? He's like, oh, I, I don't know. I'm fine. I did this a few hours ago. I'm sure it's fine. And he really needed this ditch, but he didn't get one. So, you know, he's careful, but you know, stuff happens on a farm. So well, I'm, I'm always happy when he comes back with all his limbs. Oh no, man, I'm on the farm. It's those other yahoos that I work with. They're the, they're the hard part. You know the bird well. You know that family. <laughs> That's the that's the Raymundo now the Raymundo family. That's the in laws, Ray. We should talk. Ray was back at work the Monday after his wedding. What do you guys think about that? I think you're a terrible boss. No, no, I didn't make him. I told him he can do whatever he wants. But honestly, the show we we really need Ray. We do need Ray. Yeah, like, yeah, it's yeah. hard for him to leave. Uh, yeah, Ray was telling us that. Yeah, Ray was saying he's the real show. That's true. We're not going to argue. Uh, Garth and Trisha are on. I do want to talk about Shallow. You know, the day it came out, we were playing it a bunch. And uh, why would you guys put that on the new record, Shallow? <laughs> That's what we were saying. <laughs> well, it started off with that Facebook Live thing. With it was a request, and we just did a little piece of it, and then we did it again because it was another. We did another live by requesting. We did the CBS thing, and then somebody said, you know, you should record it. I mean, a lot of people were saying we should record it, and I really think Garth said, okay, we'll record it for the album, but really thinking that it wouldn't make the album. And so, I mean, because it was the biggest hit for them, you know, in 2019. Why would we do this? Um, and then we just really liked how it came out. So it, here it is. Yeah, yeah man, you, you can't you can't ignore people when that many voices say do something. But I was honest with them. I said, okay, we'll cut it. And you know, knowing it would never make the record, but 15 seconds into this thing, man, Bobby Terry, that acoustic part up front, and that it just the goosebumps were all over you, knowing what was coming. And when the Queen stepped to the mic, uh, I was in that room the moment it happened. You saw all the players totally change. And you can hear it on the record. They went to some other level. Hey, I have a question for you, Garth. I was talking about my favorite music videos of all time, country music videos. And before I tell you which one I picked, I'm because it's one of yours, but which one of your videos to you do you go, that's my favorite video? Oh, man, I'm so sorry because it was, it was the second one we ever made. It was the dance. It was the, it was the most inexpensive one we ever made. It was the quickest one we ever made. But there's something about the dance that still to this day, when I see those frames, it just kills me, especially Whitley. I just, I, I, I love the shots of Whitley and just, uh, and, um, you know, Lane Frost, those guys. It just, it's, it's just a beautiful piece for me. Thank you. Well, you want uh, me guess on yours? Yeah, go ahead. See if you can nail it. I'm going to have to guess the Red Strokes. No, but I do love Red Strokes, though. <laughs> that was a great one. But the, the one, because with, with videos, I go, okay, what really put an impression inside of me that I still remember today? And I go, okay, you know what? I, I love standing outside the fire. Let me go watch it again. I watched it again the other day. I had tears mm -hmm. in my eyes again as an adult yeah. man. That video to me was so great. When you put that out, what was the response? Uh, I think the response was the same way. It just just a lot of, a lot of cheering for the underdog. And I can't tell you how many kids uh, that we get that are – that are uh, children with either special needs or just uh, touched in a different way than than what we call normal here. How many of them kind of have that as their anthem in their video? Garth and Trisha are on. Trisha, some advice from you, please. If there are a lot of folks out there that are doing 
you know, cooking segments or, or cooking shows on YouTube. My fiance actually just did a little cooking thing from, from our kitchen. What is the advice that you would give to someone who is starting some sign of some, some sort of cooking program? Well, I would say that if like maybe I met your fiance at a wedding or something and she didn't tell me that she was a great cook and that she was doing this, I saw this, I saw this yesterday and I was like, they did not, Caitlin did not, no one said anything to me um, at the, at the wedding. So I'm just saying, um, you know, first of all, she's beautiful and she's a lovely person and we were very happy to get to spend a few minutes with you guys at the wedding. I would like to cook with her. So that's, that's what I, that's my advice is that why, why haven't she called me to cook with her? That's all I'm saying. (laughs) You know, if I tell her, she's going to say, <laughs> this is what Kaylin's going to say, because she's so humble about her, uh, that she likes to cook. She's like, I know nothing. But I'm going to say, hey, Trisha said she'd like to cook with you. She's going to go, that was just for radio. You guys have a playland no. and a real land. <laughs> no, let me tell you this. What I, I'm a home cook like my mom, so I am not, I know what I know. And I was really intimidated by the cooking world when I started doing this because I didn't go to culinary school. I don't know what all, all the chefs know, but I know what I know. And they... It's a great world, I'll tell you this. They make you feel like what you bring to the table, no pun intended, is, is as important as all the things that they learn in culinary school. So my, my real advice truly would be to not be afraid, you know, to, to because cooking is like if you know how to do it and it's your thing, you know it and, and you've got it. And the word on Caitlin, honestly, on or off of radio is that she's really good. <laughs> she's a really good cook. So I, I just think she's she knows she has that gift to keep doing it and, and to be – confident about it and I will cook with her anytime and we can talk about it or not talk about it on, on the radio but I, w- I would be happy to I would okay love to. I'll tell her how come you didn't how come you didn't ask me anything about her about <laughs> this was about no, I think he, no I think originally he was asking about tips or advice about cooking no shows. no no well ask me about Caitlin oh yeah ask him well listen yeah. sometimes I just like to talk to Trisha you know <laughs> yeah I, I understand what's your advice honey what's that what's thank you advice? very much honey. well first of all <laughs> do you have any advice for Caitlin honey first of all she's gorgeous okay Second of all, she's gorgeous. And then the third thing, man, you sure you want to pick this as your life partner because brother, she's an okie and she is going to tell you what she thinks the truth is. You better you better be tough. I can all I can say. Well, my kitchen is already full of Oklahoma paraphernalia, which I never <laughs> thought would happen. But is it, is it true, Garth, that you invented something called taco pizza? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm a, if there's anything I get credit for, it's how to eat, brother. I can. <laughs> I try, try, if, if eating was a sport, I'd be a five-time Olympian. It's, uh, but uh, yeah, taco pizza. We yeah. were talking about it one night, and the great thing about taco pizza is it's cold and hot mixed together. So instead of red sauce, you use picante sauce. Put down a layer of beans, cheese, all the meats, everything you want. Cook, it. and while you're waiting for it to cook, then you're mixing together the tomatoes, the lettuce, the the uh, whatever the the sour cream, yeah, all the cold stuff. You're getting hungry, aren't you? I am getting my mouth slaughtered. (laughs) And then uh, when it comes out, uh, you just slather all that stuff on top, and then that's when you cut it and you have it like a pizza. Garth is announced. Garth's going to have his own cooking show soon and a cookbook coming out. So. I, Garth makes me want to do an eating show where I just eat things. That's it. Just bring it and I eat it. Let me, there, that might be a whole new channel right there on its own. Uh, Garth has a new album. His 12th studio album, Fun, coming out November 20th. What's, what's, what about this record is different for you, Garth? You know what? What I, what I think is just the opposite. What I love about this album is it's the same. There's, there's new stuff on it. I, I compare it to Sevens. Uh, because there's 14 cuts and it's a lot of fun stuff on there. But I also compare it to In Pieces because I think this was done after the stadium run. And the stadium run turned my head around, man. It 
it, it just brought a whole new chapter to entertainment. But there's songs on there like Sometimes You Got to Die to Live Again and Where the Cross Don't Burn that I would go back and put on the very first Garth Brooks album. So what I love about this this album is it's got everything new on it and it's got all the innocence and the sweetness that came on that first record on a lot of songs. So it's uh, for me, it's, it's, it's like a Garth Brooks buffet of, of the years that we got to play music all in, in one record. So this is this is really a fun, fun record for me. I don't mean to make a pun of it, but it's a fun one to cut. It's a fun one to listen to. All right, there they are, Garth and Trisha. Hey, thank you guys for the time. It was great seeing you guys last weekend, and hopefully we'll see you again soon. <laughs> okay, we love, love you guys. guys. Congratulations on everybody's happening in their lives on that end. That's just really cool. Thank you guys. You stay guys. safe. Bye-bye. Thank you guys. Lunchbox in this call, why did you call a pharmacist? Because I told them I was having bad allergies and my buddy said, oh, here, I got a perfect pill for you. And I took it and I had still allergies, but something else happened. Is it a blue pill? It's a little blue pill. (laughs) Okay, here's Lunchbox calling a local pharmacy. This is a pharmacist. Can I help you? Uh, yeah, man. I, I, I was uh, having some allergy problems, and I was at my buddy's house, and he was like, here, take this pill, and it'll kill your allergies. And my allergies are still there, and I, I'm I, there's something else going on, though. What's going on? Well, so like he gave me this little blue pill in the, the shape of a <laughs> diamond, and let, let's just say that uh, the tent is up, but I'm not trying to go camping. <laughs> let's just say that it is like the clock says 12 o'clock. And it's not supposed to say that. It's supposed to say 6 o'clock. How long has the clock been stuck at 12? <laughs> four hours. <laughs> four, four hours? I don't know what to do for you. If you took a if you took a blue pill and it was in the shape of a diamond, uh, it, said it sounds to like me it, like you took a Viagra. No, it said VGR 100. It didn't say Viagra. Yeah, that's the markings. So that's the markings, uh, according to this clinical pharmacology uh, website that I'm looking at. That's the markings of a 100 milligram Viagra. What? So no, 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 no. Uh, and if it's been four hours, I would say it's time to go to the doctor. I got to pick up my kids at school in a few hours. Oh, no. Um, Have you ever tried the uh, the belt trick? Excuse or me? The or waist, the waistband trick? The what? The waistband trick or the hunchover trick. I think it's going to be your only option because you can't be walking into a school like that. Uh, all right. Thank <laughs> you. The... All right. Good luck. Uh, actually, actually. I... <laughs> what? What is the... <laughs> What is I the waistband? What is the waistband trick? You put it in the waistband. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard that before I, in my life. I don't. I was, thank you. I don't have to Google it. <laughs> what is the? Uh, what's the other one? Bend the down. The hunch over hunch trick. <laughs> what is that? You guys, you got a bad just, back. <laughs> you just like. If you're bent over, just think about your pelvis kind of rotating back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you just waddle into school and get your kids. <laughs> Sir, are you okay? <laughs> I just got a bad back. It's okay. Hey, pretty nice guy, though, huh? <laughs> nice. Nice. Awkward. What town was he in? He was in Ohio. I don't know what... I forget the town in Ohio, but... When you search for people to prank call, what do you search? I just think of, okay, where are we not on the air so they won't recognize my voice? Because if you call someone we're on the air and they recognize your voice, it ruins the whole thing. So you just call someone we're not on air and just... I try different states every different different calls. And do you call them back afterward and let call them, them back afterwards and let them know? And how was he on that callback? He was like, "Oh, that was a funny one, man." We, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> all right, there he is. Lunchbox strikes again. Flashback Friday is nineteen ninety six. Let's go. Flashback Friday. The biggest country song at this point in nineteen ninety six. I was sixteen years old. 
You're 15? Yeah. Like the rain. Can you sing it before we hit the clip? Like the rain always falling for you. And I know just how you like the rain always falling for you. And I see you now. Just like like the the rain. rain. There you go. When I hear it, I just can't believe I never liked the rain. Like the rain, I have fallen for you. And I know just why you like the rain always coming for The biggest pop song 1996 on this day is No Diggity from Blackstreet. Why can't I think of Like the way you work it. No No diggity. diggity. I gotta bag it up. Bag it up. Like the way you work work it. No diggity. And the biggest news story, Richard Jewell. Remember that name? Oh, oh yeah, there's a movie oh, about uh, him. No, uh, oh, it's the... The accused for a while Olympic Park bomber. Oh. And he didn't do it. I was gonna Richard say Jewell it. was cleared of committing the Olympic Park bombing, held a news conference in Atlanta where he thanked his mom for standing by him, lashed out at reporters and investigators who had depicted him as the bomber. By the way, that movie, good. Is it good? Oh. It's a little dopey at first because you think it's because he just plays a he, and it <laughs> kind of switches. Mike, didn't you agree? Yeah, it's a little dopey at the beginning. At first, it, it's, it feels like Paul Blart Mall Cop. <laughs> and it's kind of funny <laughs> and he's kind of like the war, but then it actually gets serious and you get so, so I would like what's it called? The movie Richard Jewell. His story was turned into a movie last year directed by Clint Eastwood. Um, on Rotten Tomatoes, the audience scores ninety six. Hmm. The critics give it a 77, but I liked it. Oh, I It took me a second because you're going to watch it and go, oh, this is kind of dopey. And you're going to laugh. <laughs> but then it gets serious. It's good. Yeah, because how I don't, I'm, I, when you said Richard Jewell, my guess is going to be that guy that, the first guy that won Survivor. Oh, Richard Hatch. Hatch, yeah. yeah. He went to prison. Right. Tax evasion, right? Yeah, he didn't pay taxes on his winnings. Like no one would know. He won a million dollars on national TV. Yeah. <laughs> but how did this guy, I guess I'll have to watch the movie. He, he was working he, security there. Okay. He was the first one to report it. Yeah, you'll see. You'll see, and you'll be outraged. Okay. You'll be so mad at this. this what happened to this poor guy? Okay. Anyway, that's it. Uh, we're done. Amy, what are you doing this weekend? Bobby, uh, it's Halloween. So oh, true. Going to be figuring that out. I don't, still don't know what that's going to look like for our family, but we will be dressing up in some form and just maybe staying close to the house and then partying at our house with just us. Yeah. <laughs> what about you? <laughs> I'm headed to the Grand Canyon. I've been over it a few times, flying to Vegas, or but I've never actually been to it. We're shooting my Nat Geo show, which, by the way, is not on the air yet. People keep asking. Not on yet. It'll be on next year. Uh, probably first first third of the year, I'd assume. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to go do some stuff over the Grand Canyon, which is a little scary, to be honest with you. But me. beautiful. If you don't die, it's amazing. <laughs> but uh, I might die, so I'm going to go do that. All right, that's it. We'll see you guys uh, Monday. Bye, everybody. The Bobby Bones Show.